it can be personal, but then don't be selfish and not make your why once you've reached that something to help others. You should always be bettering yourself to better others. I like that a lot. That's the definition of leaving a legacy, mentoring and discipling others in the way you were trying to better yourself. Welcome to the Lad Life Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Shane. And together we are the Lads. Or widely known as Michelle. Our passion for all things marriage, health and fitness, and the fire life runs deep. Our goal through this podcast is to share our life experiences in hopes to encourage you through any stage of life you might be in. So grab your spouse or a friend, suit up and grab your pre-workout as we share the lad life. Welcome to the lad life podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about one word and that word is why. Ooh, that was good. Why? Oh my God. <laughs> why? Was that the joke you wanted to yes, tell? Yes, that was pretty much it. Anyways, why are we talking about why? I don't know. Why don't you tell them? So we are going to be talking about establishing your why on three different categories of your life. They are fitness, marriage, and work. Cool. And we're going to start off with the fitness. So we're going to start out with a question. And then we're going to answer what our why is, and then we're going to kind of talk about each of the different categories. So like Shane said, the first one is fitness. Why do you work out? And then we'll add on to that. So we'll do health and fitness. Why do you eat healthy and take care of your body? So what is your why? You go first. Uh You do it. So there's multiple reasons why I work out. Short-term It's good for my mental health, blow off steam. I feel better about myself in that moment. I feel like I accomplished something. Um, And I just feel all around better when I do work out. My long-term why goal is, this is the reason why I do all these short-term goals and work out every day and take care of my body and eat where I and stuff like that is because my long-term why goal is because I wanna stay fit and healthy in my 90s kick butt into your 90s yep i want to be able to not be stuck in a nursing home before i'm 60. i don't want to be on a laundry list of medications i don't want to visit the hospital so often that people know me i don't want to be a burden on Mm. my family i don't want people to worry about me when i'm older that i'm going to fall down and not be able to get myself up hence why we do burpees all the time If we fall down, we wouldn't be able to get exactly. ourselves back up. <laughs> so I want to be able to kick butt in my 90s and nobody worry about my health because it's under control. So I'm going to answer the question of what is my why first. And it's really short and sweet. And it's literally Shane's. Oh, I mean, that was easy. you said it perfectly. Yeah. But we always talk about the fact that we work out not to look good or not to be able to lift heavy weights. We solely work out for the longevity of it and the benefits that it has. Same with eating, right? We do it because we know that it is good for our bodies now and it is good for our bodies in the future. So I also, on one of our previous podcasts, we shared this quote and it says, if you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. And I just think there is so much weight and so much value in that quote because it is so true. So making sure 
kind of going into establishing your why, making sure that your why is long-term. It's good to have short-term short-term goals like Shane mentioned, but also having that long-term, I'll say end-of-life goal. So yeah, I agree. We're both on the same page is doing this obviously for short, short-term you know, goals and accomplishments, but also having a future in mind of why we're doing this stuff. So let's talk about a few of the whys that some people might have and why those aren't great whys. They're good goals. <laughs> why that's not a great why. Why, why, why. So I think there's a big difference between your why and your goal. Like your goal can abs- absolutely be to lose 100 pounds, but that shouldn't be your why. Does that make sense? That makes sense, yeah. So one of them is weight loss. Why Why should weight loss not be your why? For multiple reasons. The biggest one is once you hit that weight, a lot of people won't set another goal and they will just regain weight back to where they were. We did a podcast earlier about you know nutrition and stuff like that, but I don't remember exactly the number, but majority of people that lose weight will gain that same amount of weight or even more back. So that's why those short-term goals are good to have, but you need to remember that those goals will always change. You shouldn't just set one goal, hit it and be done. You should always set goals. And those goals are stepping stones towards your why. That's exactly what I was gonna, that's a perfect way to explain it. So having short-term goals, and then why are you doing that? So for example, weight loss. Say you have a goal of losing 100 pounds. Why are you doing that for the long run? So your why in losing weight could be so that in 10 years, I can keep that weight off and be able to run around and chase my kids at the playground so that I can be a healthier version of myself for my family. So those short-term goals can aid in your why, but it should not be your only why. So set those, it's almost good to set those short-term goals and then think more into that as to why you want to do that. And a great practical step for that is write down your goals yeah lose 100 pounds awesome right underneath that why you want to lose your weight yeah and always go back to that and once you hit that goal go back to your why and now set a new goal yep what's going to move that metric towards your long-term why instead of those short-term goals that you could always cross off Oh, that's really good. So goals are basically a checklist, you could say. And then those goals establish your whys, which are not, they're just an ongoing thing. Yeah. And if you have a why and that why is whatever it may be, put it at the top of your paper. So every goal you put on that should direct you towards that why. If it doesn't, then that why goal is, yeah, then why are you doing that? If that goal is not directing you towards that long-term why, then why are you putting that on there? That's good. So I think the same... <laughs> no big deal. It's whatever. He said no big deal. So I think the same thing can be said with, so again, in terms of fitness, wanting to lift a certain weight. So having a snatch goal of being able to snatch your weight. Your body weight your body weight, 130. Okay, cool. But when you hit that, what are you going to do next? Or in the long term, what's that going to do for you? That is a great goal to have, but it's not a good why. But you shouldn't be working out just to hit 130. And what? Basically, if you're at a dead end when you hit your goal, that's a goal and not a why. 
Anything else on establishing fitness wise? I think that's perfect. I think we're going to be saying why, 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 why? Lots. Just like in your other podcast. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Get a whoop. <laughs> All right. So the next one, marriage. What is your marriage why? I'm going to keep putting you on the spot because you have all the good ideas and I'm going to steal them. <laughs> My why to have a good marriage is to show others that it's doable, that it's possible mm-hmm. that we can be an example to other couples because when we were newly married, we didn't think we had it all together mm-hmm. and we really weren't too open to go to other couples and ask how they're doing. So we want to leave a legacy of what a marriage should look like Obviously, we fall short and we're not perfect, but we want to strive towards that. And that's exactly the reason why you should always have a why, because you have a a long-term destination. So yeah, I think my why for a a marriage is to show others that it is doable because I I wasn't raised like that. I did not have a Mm -hmm. good example to show people it is doable, even though you may not have it in your past from your parents. As an example, you could still do it. Well, that's really good. So... Again, that's that's my why. And I think, so I'm just going to kind of detour for a second here. For Shane and I, we went through, I'm just going to say we went through it. And in our marriage small group that we lead, we share that with couples. We lead it with, it's ourself, and then there's an older couple. They've been married for 45 plus years. So we tell couples, I can guarantee if you're, like whatever you're going through, either Shane and I have gone through it or our co-leaders have gone through it. And we are so open about what we went through because we truly believe that it that is part of our why because we've been, we were, I wouldn't say put through it, but I truly believe that we have that so that we can help others make them feel like they're not alone like we felt. And I think that a lot of what we went through, if you look back, There is no way. The first year of marriage, I was like, we are not going to be an example to other couples. And standing here today, and I even know, I mean, we're five years in, and I can't wait to see 45 years in. I just think everything that you go through, good and bad, is a testimony that you should share. And I think that's so important when you're establishing your why, is not being selfish. So I think you should have whys. They can be personal but then turn that into how you can help others yeah i like that a lot it's and it's so true when it comes to your marriage that you both have the same why Mm -hmm. that's very important because if you guys are on two different pages when it comes to a long-term goal if you want to call it or your long-term why that's going to lead a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble so that's if you guys haven't sat down and talked about if you're married talked about what you want your why to be in your marriage maybe that's something you should talk about yeah i agree with shane our challenge for the marriage portion is to sit down with your spouse and establish your why as a couple our next category is work what was your why when you started at the fire department so my why when i wanted to become a firefighter was to make a difference and save lives what is your why so for me as far as work goes My why is to add value to, I'll say our household. Right now, it's just our marriage and what we have going on there. But in the years to come, that's going to be kids and everything else. I truly, personally, no shame to anybody who is a stay-at-home mom. I just don't believe that 
that's just not something that I desire to do. So my why is truly working to just add value. If I make $2 an hour or $2,000 an hour, that personally does not influence the job that I want or get. Yes, of course, making more money is great, but I try and leave money out of my why as far as work. So as simple as I work so that I can add value to our life. Why do you take the money aspect out of your out of your why? When you're constantly chasing money, it just turns into greed. So if my goal is to have a salary of $125,000 a year, great. In a couple of years, if and when I hit that, then what? Okay, I'm going to up that to 150. Okay, you make that in a few more years. When is that bar going to stop? You're just chasing money instead of chasing your why. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. So chasing money will always leave you dissatisfied. Just a little side note. Yeah. If you're contemplating a new job solely for the money aspect, I would take money out of it and weigh the other pros and cons. That's actually what we're currently doing with Shane and nursing, taking the salary completely out of it, the pros and cons and the benefits of that. And I think if money is your why in your work or your business, I would reevaluate your why. Money is a good goal. It's an absolutely good goal. Just like we talked in fitness, that's a good goal to have, but it should not be your why. Your why could absolutely be to, I want to work now so I can retire early and spend more time with your spouse. That's probably another one of my whys. I really want to be able to, my, my goal is to retire before my dad did. My dad retired at 59. So I say my goal is to retire at 55. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, and that's an okay goal. Because I'm working towards that. Do you want to add anything to your work? Why? One thing I want to add. I heard this the other day. No job is worth your mental health. Mm-hmm. Does not matter how much money you make. Does not matter what you do. No job in this world is worth your mental health. Another why people have is they want to be identified as that job. Mm-hmm. They want to be a firefighter to be known as a firefighter. They use it their job as their identity. Mm-hmm. And that is a very, very bad thing to do because in any job, something could happen. You could get fired. You could get laid off. You could hurt yourself to where you cannot do that job no longer. Or eventually, guess what? You are going to retire. And what is your identity after that? Mm-hmm. So... You should never use your work or occupation as your identity. When somebody asks you who you are, your first thing should not be what you do. If it is, then you might have to reevaluate that. Because if I valued myself as a firefighter and I used that as my identity, when I quit, retire, whatever it may be, I'm going to be lost. Because my why was changed without me wanting to change it. It was changed for me. Yeah. So that's just another thing of reevaluating why you do what you do. I just thought that was a cool little side note. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so we're going to leave you with four questions to ask yourself, and then we just have a couple more things that we want to share with you. Or even ask your spouse yeah. if you're married. Something fun to talk about. Yeah, conversation, yeah. dinner conversations. Yeah. Love it. So these four questions are for establishing your why in any three of these categories. 
So question number one is, what makes you come alive? So pick one of the three categories and share what makes you come alive. I would say marriage. Aww. Yeah. What makes me come alive in our marriage is knowing that somebody, Michelle, wakes up every day. I'm just a somebody? No, I'm kidding. You're, you're my everybody. Oh. Okay, anyways. That Michelle wakes up every day and chooses to love me. Because, like, she doesn't have to. I'm going to cry again. Oh yeah. My gosh, because weird. like growing up, I didn't think I was lovable enough because my parents separated. I thought I was a reason. Tons of other things in my childhood. I didn't think I was deserving of love. I'm going to cry. Why do we do this? And here comes the waterworks. But yes, that what makes me come alive. Knowing that somebody on this world wakes up and chooses to love me. So I think it's so important when you answer these questions. Hold on. We need a second. So what's so important about what Shane just said is that's why he's so passionate about his why. And so when you're answering these questions, what makes you come alive? That should be the fire in you to really pursue your why. And hit those goals and always make those goals to hit that long-term why goal. What about you? You like can't choose mine. You have to choose a, either a different category, fitness or work. You just don't want to cry anymore? Correct. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm going to say fitness. Okay. Honestly, what makes me come alive is finishing a workout and like feeling so empowered. And I truly think long term... I think that can bleed into many areas of your life. Like when Shane and I overcome, I won't say overcome, but when Shane and I kind of feel an argument or a disagreement or a fight, I'll even say rising, and we can kind of step back and say, hold on a second, what's the real root of this problem? And we can overcome what could have been. It's just so invigorating. So inside the gym and outside of the gym, I think it can kind of bleed into all those. Does that make sense? Yeah. So pretty much when you do hard things in the gym, it prepares you for hard things outside of the gym. Yes. Thank you for explaining that. Awesome. Question number two, what are your innate strengths? I'm going to keep making you go first. So I'm going to go the fitness route this time because I don't want to cry again on my answer. <laughs> so fitness, innate strengths. I would have to say, can I do two? Sure. Okay. I'll do two. You can do I'm five. bougie. I can do two if I want. So one is programming. I'm pretty good at programming, putting things together in the realm of CrossFit to increase somebody's fitness levels. Unleashed programming coming soon to a gym Gym near you. Whoa, we didn't plan that. Yeah. And I've, I don't know if I shared this on this podcast, but I was given the opportunity to start programming for the CrossFit gym we both work at. And then also... Because of things that has happened in my past, I am very mentally tough. So when it comes to workouts and where some people might stop and give up and be like, oh, that was a good workout. I'm fine. I'm good with where I did. I will push past that and find that dark place. That's deep. You got to be friends with a dark place. Come on. Just take that to a whole new level. What is Batman's quote? Or Bade's quote, 
I was born in the darkness. Oh my word. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. Oh, that's good. That's good right there. Oh my gosh. What about you? What are your innate strengths in any of those categories? So I'm going to go in terms of work. You're really good at your job. Thank you. Yeah. Shane has seen a lot since I've been working from home and he kind of sees what I do. Not really, but it's kind of been cool for him to see like how I work and interact with people. But I think one of my strengths is truly being a boss. Not a boss. Well, you have a boss, like you like a boss girl. You're like a boss girl, like in a good way. Like you are good at taking initiative. You are very good at like directing people and wow. getting things done instead of being like laid back and like having people tell you what to do. You're like very forward and you know, you, you take, you're like a natural leader. You're a boss girl. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't even need to answer the question. You're welcome. That was good. You like that? I do. Yeah. All right. Question number four or three, we can move right on. Where do you add the greatest value? Can I ask you to answer this in terms of work? How about you answer that for me when it comes to my job? Okay. So where I see you add the greatest value at the fire department is to your crew. Truly. I've seen you change so many lives in so many different ways. He is willing to have the hard conversations with people. Like there have been multiple guys that he works with that ask him like the hard questions about why he works out, why he eats healthy. Same with his faith and his journey with that. He's been so open to inviting people to church and just sharing with them why he believes what he does. And I just think that you were put in the fire department to change lives with your coworkers. I like that. Yeah. Thank we you. hung out with the guy, PB. I know we mentioned him a lot, but we hung out with him and his girlfriend last night. And just seeing the friendship that we have built there and the trust that we have built, and that's solely because of the relationship Shane built on Shift. And I, I have goosebumps. I just think that, I truly think that's why you were put in the fire department. I like that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What about you? Where do you add the greatest value? What, what are the three categories you're going to go with? I'll go marriage. I haven't done marriage yet. Okay. Do you want to answer for me? I want you to answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for marriage, I think that I am, I hate this. Like I hate talking good about myself like i feel like you know what i mean uh, you hate bragging yeah am i bragging no but that's, that's what you're trying what to feel like. you think yeah so i feel like within our marriage i've worked really hard to create a safe space for shane to come to so in terms of that i i want him to come to me with his struggles and the good times, the, the good things he goes through, the bad things he's going through. I want him to come to me for that. So I feel like I worked, I've worked hard to create that space for him. And so, but I also think the value for me in that, I'm also very much of a, let's look at both sides of things. Yeah, you play the devil's advocate very, very well. Yeah. And so I feel like I truly add value there solely because I told him straight up, you can quit your job and go to nursing tomorrow if you really want to. And so, but I'm, I'm very, I'm open with this is, you haven't, have you thought about this for nursing? Have you thought about that? And so I feel like I add the value of playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I guess. And I'm a very big picture kind of person. I love seeing the big picture of things like, 
not really detail oriented and she is very detailed oriented and that's a great thing because once again i'm like i want to quit my job and do this <laughs> and she's like wait a minute let's look through the detail i'm not saying you can't but let's look through the details and let's actually pick this thing apart to see if it's actually worth it and that comes with a lot of things she does that with a lot of stuff so i think being detailed oriented helps you with not only your work but also our marriage mm, thank you you're welcome okay number four how will you measure your life this is deep this is really deep i'm gonna go with the marriage let's go let's let's take this just really morbid on your deathbed what do you want to say about your life? Why don't you go first? Mine might be very long-winded. Okay. I'll let you, I'll let you end the go, pod with all your wise box. wisdom. Yeah. So honestly, on my deathbed, the absolutely only thing that will matter to me, I'm going in the category of, I'll say marriage, but family in general, is did I live my life in a way that my family felt loved every day? Bring us home. <laughs> Just bring us home. Party home. <laughs> no, that's very good. Straight to the point. I love that. That's really, really good because nobody's on their deathbed saying, I wish I worked more. Mm -hmm. I wish I made that salary. I wish I got that new car. I wish I spent more time at work. Nobody is going to say that. The only thing that matters to people on their deathbed is how much time and mm -hmm. where they spent their time. My dad died at 48 years old. Unex unexpectedly and as his kids I did not think once that man I wish my dad worked more or I wish my dad made more money it was that I wish he was home more I wish we could be a family more that's my why is time because I don't care how much I make I don't care what job I have or what people want to label me i care about who i spend my time with and how much time i get because time is the only resource that you can never get back mm -hmm. you get money back you can spend money but you cannot get your time back and that should open a lot of people's eyes because life is short why stay in a job that you hate is it for the money what is that for why be in a marriage that you hate? Why not start working on it and establish that why to make it better? Hmm. If you hate the body you're in right now, why not change it? Life is too short. You don't have a lot of time. More time than you don't have more time than you think. I think that is big for a lot of people to realize time is a very valuable resource. And once you use it, you can't get it back. So, I liked this quote. It's from a very important person, <laughs> very wise person. His name is Macklemore. <laughs> Not sure if you guys heard of him. No, but, I've never heard yeah. of him before. This uh, <laughs> is Macklemore. Speak up. Sorry, I needed to lighten the yeah. room a little bit. He had um, one of his songs. One of the lyrics says. People say you died twice, once when they bury you in the grave, and the second time is the last time that somebody mentions your name. Well, and I think for me, my answer with how will you measure your life is if I have left a legacy wow. when it comes to my marriage and my family. Because once again, jobs 
if that's how you're going to measure your life, your job will be posted before your obituary is. Whoa. You are very replaceable in your job. I'm sorry to step on some people's toes, but your job will be there even if you're not. And somebody could get hired to do that job. If you think nobody could replace you, you're wrong. Jobs come and go. You may get fired, laid off. That shouldn't be your your how you measure your life on your deathbed. For me, leaving a legacy, that means, just like that quote, is when is the last time somebody's going to mention your name? Because if you show your family how to have a meaningful, purposeful, God-driven marriage, your kids will get an example of that. And hopefully you raise them right enough to then they will seek that out. Mm -hmm. And they will say, you know what? I had a great example of my marriage because of my parents and so on and so forth. So how long will your name be mentioned once you pass? Straight facts. Yeah. You should always better yourself and eventually you should pour into others to better themselves. Yeah, so even when you're establishing your why, it can absolutely start out as it can ch- your why can absolutely change. And so pre-kids it might be something different, post-kids or within having kids it may be something different. But it can be personal, but then don't be selfish and not make your why once you've reached that something to help others. You should always be bettering yourself to better others. I like that a lot. That's the definition of leaving a legacy, like mentoring and discipling others in the way you were trying to better yourself. I also think it's worth mentioning that I think most people feel value is when you give something to others. I am more satisfied when I do something for Shane than when I do something for myself. So if your why is to better someone else, imagine how much more fulfilled you're going to be with your why. I like that a lot. Uh, We challenge you to go over those questions personally. And also if you're married with your spouse, do it separately. And you could do the same thing that we did and do that So the four questions, ask them in the terms of health and fitness, then ask the same four questions in your marriage and the same four questions in your work. Yeah. So again, I'm going to read the questions just because I know we broke them up. So number one, what makes you come alive? Number two, what are your innate strengths? Number three, where do you add the greatest value? And number four, how will you measure your life? And those will help you establish your why in all of those areas journal it, write down in length what those answers are, and then you can establish your why based off of those. you have anything else to add? I just want to really challenge you all to establish your why and not in, in all of those different categories. Well, I'll close this out. Yep. Thank you for listening. Wherever you listen to your podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a rating. Tell your friends. Yeah, your family. Your spouse. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at underscore the lad life, at underscore the Michelle lad, and at underscore the Shane lad. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.